0: Oh my God! It's still ringing. Why is it still ringing? I hate this, Tyler.
1: <laughs> here, I'll hang up too. We'll both hang oh, up, and then it's you stopped. call us. Oh, it stopped. Stopped. Okay.
2: Hi. Yes. Okay. Come here. Have I'm
1: you seen Google that Hangouts? Have you hey. seen that TikTok meme?
2: Well, Hangouts is going away. It's but it the it's video part is
1: meat now. Yeah. Have you seen that TikTok meme? That's, why. that's basically this, where like. They, they got the phone call on their phone and their computer, and then they picked it up on the phone, but then the computer kept ringing, and then they started, like, doing a beat to it, and then somebody else, like, did a TikTok duet with it where they played keys to go along with it, and then somebody else joined in on, like, a saxophone.
0: <laughs> no, have happened. That sounds uh, fantastic, though. If,
1: if I see it pop up on YouTube again, I'll, uh, I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. There's that sweet boy, though.
1: Yeah, he's here. He's being a lot today.
2: He's being a pest. Are you
1: being um, a big baby? He is. He really is. He's Are doing
2: pests to us.
1: Um. Okay. I actually. I have to take this off because know, I'm, so I'm getting hot. really. I'm sweaty already. So <laughs> <warm>. Mom, spaghetti. <laughs>
2: <sighs> no, I don't. I don't have to be. It's up to you. No,
1: you can. You can sit here. I have 34 minutes. Awesome. Uh. Yeah. So. So Jimmy, I know that I typically rely on you to be the czar of comfort on this podcast, but tis I, the the Sultan of Comfort now. Uh I on a whim ordered us two matching uh sweater blankets. Ooh, I will demonstrate. They're they one-size fits-all hoodies that are lined in what is this, Lauren?
0: That's like like a fake fluffy, Sherpa. Yeah, Sherpa material.
1: It's the whole thing. The sleeves and everything is lined with this. And it is huge. It's like wearing a like a tent. So you are just engulfed in this amazingly comfortable material. You could uh, fit like two and a half
0: Lauren's in there. She's holding oh, it yeah. up on the video I'm, call.
1: I'm positive that we could both fit into one of these. Um, <laughs> the hood is ginormous, so it fits my big honkin' head. And it's got drawstrings, so you can pull it in completely around you. So it's like a sensory deprivation chamber of coziness. That sounds amazing.
2: They call them wearable blankets and it's better. You remember when Snuggies were a big thing? It's yes. better than a Snuggie because it goes around the back too. So it's not open. It's like a sweatshirt. It doesn't but have if the... you sewed two blankets together to make a sweatshirt.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have the hospital gown effect where your butt's still cold.
0: <laughs> yeah. The thing yeah. about Snuggies, I always notice in the commercials, that it seems like your back would be cold all the time.
2: Yeah.
1: That is not the case right now, my friend. I can nope. tell you that much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Ooh, both of you are sitting here in t-shirts now because it's just so warm. Yeah, that looks amazing. It's
2: really warm. Though.
1: It's gosh dang warm. Yeah, I got I got uh, uh, that today. We got those and then I got a new chair that I'm actually sitting in right now. I got a kneeling chair oh. for my back pain. Is it working? Cuz I'm it so far so good. I've only been using it this afternoon. I like it a lot. It's good. uh it's it's weird to just be on my knees all the time in a chair, but you know what? I'll take it. Uh, do you want to make a podcast about Yu Gi Oh?
0: Let's make a podcast about the television show Yu
1: Gi Oh. The television series. Yusuf Giovanni O.
0: <laughs> I didn't know Yu Gi Oh is a JoJo
1: character. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go.
0: Now I'm picturing like. If Yu-Gi-Oh was on like Masterpiece Theater or like on the BBC, mm-hmm. and like every time it was coming up, they would have to have some completely sedate announcer just like next up on Masterpiece Theta, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> the story of a young boy <laughs> and his magical cod game.
1: Oh god, yeah, that's every every transition on television now. <laughs> That is Harry Bikers teaching nuns to cook next up on Channel 4, Yu-Gi-Oh! gi Yu-Gi the gang search for Noah Kaiba. Could it be that this is the long-lost son of Gozaburro? Find out next on Channel 4. <laughs> God, we need to get into this
0: episode before we completely derail.
1: Yeah, oh, it's too late for that, my friend. The rail is the, the rail's over there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: rails off.
1: All right, let's do this thing. It's time to pup pop a p- podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to You Activated My Podcast, the weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! Recap podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. And this week we're talking about the merger of the big five, parts one and two. Uh oh, pardon me, that's seasons season three, episodes uh fourteen and fifteen. Uh merger of the big five parts one and two.
0: So that's sixty-six percent of the big five, if it's part <laughs> one and two. Right that would merger, be what three
1: merger of the big three and a half <laughs> uh well how many of them do we see in this episode
0: we see we all should, five. Look,
1: do we see all five? well we'll keep a count we'll keep a count we'll of which ones take control of tristan's body yeah this
0: episode if you're a big five head the, <laughs> this episode is good for you you get to see all five of the big five
1: uh, big five head.
0: <laughs> Local big five enthusiasts. Ah, oh, yeah, my favorite Yu Gi Oh villains, the big five.
1: <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, let's start. I guess unless you have anything to talk about before we jump into these weird episodes. No. Uh, let's let's cover the with the translated title of the first episode is just Big Five's Counterattack, which I is think... weird because I don't think anyone attacked them.
0: They've been attacking this whole time.
1: They've been kind of on the offensive.
0: Just because they got beaten. That's not a... Never mind.
1: That's true. Is it a counterattack if you've already lost once? (laughs) Uh, The summary of the first part is Noah gives the Big Five one last chance to redeem themselves in a five-on-two tag team duel where Yugi and Joey take on the entire Big Five who are using Tristan's body
0: what a weird concept for an episode Here i go
1: the summary alone makes me a little queasy is the thing because i'm thinking about these five fuckers in tristan's one boy body and it's just <laughs> like i i don't I we'll get into it it's weird. uh the episode starts in noah's control room
0: yeah apparently between the end of the last episode and the start of this episode noah just like left because last time did... we saw him they were all there with him right
1: or did he spirit them away with that big ball of light trick that he does
0: i don't know that must... i don't i just don't remember him leaving and going back to his control room
1: <laughs> right suddenly <laughs> he's back in the control room
0: because wasn't he taught didn't the last episode end with him talking to kaiba
1: Yeah. So it ended with they were on that like dusty road and the big five had run the truck off the road and they were fighting over who's who got whose body. Mm -hmm. And then Noah showed up like uh, like a second coming of Jesus style descending from the heavens. And he is like, "Okay, what the what the actual fuck is going on here? I told you all to duel these people and now you're just trying to steal bodies This will not stand. Yeah, he,
0: like, summoned a windstorm and blew away the big five.
1: That's right. Yeah, he he Wizard of oz to them. And then, like, simultaneously, I guess, is having a conversation with Kaiba going, yes, I'm Gozaburo's real son. Yeah. And I've kidnapped your little brother.
0: So, uh, yeah, so some point between these two episodes, he's like, well, bye, Kaiba, and just leaves. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I have more pressing issues to get to, like these fuckers. Uh, and uh, here we go. Yep The Fab Five.
0: So he's on the Zoom, the Zoom call with all the big five. Uh, well, four of them uh, to start off with, and uh, they all the ones who do not have a body currently. Just uh, everyone besides Nesbit, who is in Tristan's body. Right. And so he. Noah's like, hey, you guys are cheating. Quit quit fucking around. And they're like, please, but we need these human bodies in order to escape. How come he gets a human body? This sucks. Um, and then Nesbitt joins a call as Tristan. <laughs> so Tristan joins a call, <laughs> speaking with Nesbit's voice. And just kind of rags on them a little bit. It just kind of makes fun like... of them for having lost their duels against these this children.
1: The... I think this is the earliest iteration of a Zoom bomb. <laughs> And then yeah. yeah, he's just like yeah. Well, I I got a body, so um, um, I'm out. I'm out.
0: Can I can I leave?
1: Can, can I go? <laughs>
0: can I can I leave? Bye. <laughs> and Noah's like, get back here.
1: Um. Yeah. No. Noah is straight up just like, no. This was this is not how we agreed we would do this. You're you breaking all my nothing. rules. <laughs> you drank yeah. the fizzy lifting drink. <laughs>
0: The other the the other big five rag on him a little bit. The judge guy, I forget Johnson, right, is mm-hmm. the judge one. Yeah, uh, he accuses he's a big him. Dick. He accuses him of being guilty of seizing control of somebody else's personal possession. But like, we're that's what you're all trying to do right now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you you don't have the moral high ground. You're also trying to steal someone's body. So what what exactly? What exactly is your moral, your argument here, Johnson?
1: Yeah, there's like a, like I'm picturing like Noah has like a whiteboard in the background and written on it is like, plan for global domination. One, honor among thieves. Two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Three, profit.
0: (laughs) 1A, card games.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Okay, fair, true.
0: (laughs) So they're arguing amongst themselves. Noah butts in. He says, I'm the one calling the shots here, so I'll decide what's wrong and right. Uh, I mean,
1: fair, I guess. if, If he's the... Well, what he means is, I'm the one with the physical body literally pulling all the switches, so...
0: Yeah, I could just delete you guys right now, so shut up and listen to me. Right. And he's like, all right, there's only one way to resolve our differences here. I'm going to put all of all five of you in Tristan's body, and then you will duel Yugi and beat him in order to humiliate Kaiba. Because then Kaiba and... will see that he lost to Yugi, and then Yugi lost to the big five. Therefore, I deserve Kaiba Corp.
1: Right, and as a reward, they'll get four more bodies.
0: Yeah. Even though they already did that and lost
1: right <laughs> so you know just the old tried and true plan of uh putting five men in one body <laughs> <laughs> yep works every time
0: 50 percent of the time it works every time so have you seen
1: being john malkovich i haven't it's literally this <laughs>
0: it's literally a bunch this man in a teenager's body
1: yeah, actually, yeah. Well, uh, not at first, but yeah, uh, it's um, is it John Cusack? I think uh, in Big John Malkovich, it's, it's John Cusack and Cameron Diaz. I think. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, it's John Cusack, but he gets a job, uh, a, a a weird job, and it's on the like I think it's the thirteenth and a half floor. It's like a it's like a special miniature floor of an office building, and he discovers a tiny door. In the miniature floor, and in the door is a tunnel, and he goes through the tunnel, and he ends up in John Malkovich's mind. And he slowly learns that he can control John Malkovich. And then Cameron Diaz discovers the door, and she controls John Malkovich too, and then they're both in John Malkovich, and then, spoilers for being John Malkovich, skip ahead 30 seconds. It turns out this is like a generational plan where a shady group of business people have been, like, uh, over generations using this door as a way to get immortality because they'll just take over the body of the next, like, person in John Malkovich's lineage. So, like, they're all buying tickets to become John Malkovich, and then they all, like, like, 30 of them get in John Malkovich, and then the end of the movie is john malkovich looking at his daughter and and the like 30 voices in their head being like oh yeah no this is gonna be a a really uh, a good a good crop this year we're gonna we're just gonna keep being people and it's really
0: weird that sounds like the weirdest movie ever and now i need to see it
1: it's it's definitely worth seeing absolutely um but that's exactly what is happening my favorite
0: genre of movies or really anything is a completely ridiculous premise uh played completely straight
1: yeah taken very seriously which they kind of do here
0: yeah so we cut back to the gang and kaiba who are just like walking along a road in the desert now and just kind of recapping everything we just saw in the last couple episodes like, they're just, sa- like, they, reciting an exposition to each other.
1: They really do, and they even did, like, a last time on Yu-Gi-Oh! before the the intro, and then they just, like, hang out for a while and talk about how crazy it was that the stuff in the last episode happened.
0: Wow, it's so weird that this guy's trying to get revenge on Kaiba and maybe their brothers. And, yep. okay. Heard so they're following Kaiba around and Kaiba's like, I'm tired of hanging out with you losers. Fuck off. And he just starts to leave. Teya runs up and like blocks, physically blocks Kaiba from walking any farther away. Like arms out. Like she's about to yeah. like tackle him. Uh, it's,
1: like a, it's like a football block. Or a, uh, pardon me, a soccer. <laughs> yeah. She's like a goalkeeper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Kaiba is like, he, he doesn't want them to be in up in his business because it's his family business and she's like no you idiot this is literally affecting all of us we are all trapped in here with you so you need to help us solve all your dumb shit so we can leave this digital hell we can finally escape (laughs) cyberharpy
1: uh it, it uh uh yeah, it's such an interesting scene cuz this is like the most assertive Taya has really been in a while. Yeah, and it's she's kind like,
0: of out of character. She's I like, like
1: it. I think it's I think it's really good.
0: It's about time someone called Kaiba out on his bullshit.
1: And then he he's just like, "No, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to keep doing my own thing and um I'm out." <laughs>
0: What what cracks me up is they also say that not only is it affecting all of them, they're also worried about Mokuba because Mokuba is their friend. Like, you're not our oh, friend, Kaiba, yeah. but your little brother is.
1: Yeah, we, like we don't Mokuba. really care about you, but the little guy's alright.
0: You're a piece of shit, but we like your brother. Uh, and Kaiba, like, turns around and says, you should instead worry about him. And he, like, points to some random cliff face behind them. They're Like, right now they're in this, like, they're almost in, like, that generic, like, Wile E. Coyote Looney Tunes desert landscape. I was about to say, they're literally
1: in, they're in a scene from Looney Tunes back in action.
0: Yeah, it's just a desert with long roads stretching into the distance.
1: And random uh, cliffs.
0: And random cliffs, like Monument Valley. Um, and he points towards the cliff behind them, and who should be standing there but Tristan, posing ominously. Mwahahahaha. <laughs> And Uh, they're like, oh, it's Tristan. And then Tristan in the monkey body is like, ah, it's me. It's my body. (laughs) But uh, then the big five speak in turns in Tristan's body. Uh, And everyone's like, whoa, it's all the big five. And I think this sets a new record for number of boys in that boy.
1: Yeah, I didn't like this scene at all. It made me very uncomfortable with all the different Big Five coming out of Tristan's body, I I don't appreciate that this show keeps trying to break its own record for number of boys in one boy.
0: <laughs> this, it's stuffing a lot of grown businessmen into this teenager's body. Um, yeah,
1: we're at, we're at five people now. Yeah, it's too as, many people for one body.
0: As the Big Five are introducing themselves, um, it like zooms into Tristan's eye, and like. In, it goes into Tristan's body's mind, and in that space there's this like this swirling purple void where all the big five are just kind of standing there. It does yeah, a lot of like weird a... stuff to like show you which of the big five is currently talking. And so they're just a lot sort of, overlays, of this like yeah. yeah. There's a lot of like shots of the big five like overlaying Tristan's face during this episode and like going into his mind again a whole lot zooming into his eyes and they're just all just kind of hanging out in this purple liminal space um kind of like inside out uh just all controlling his body
1: yeah it's and it's interesting cuz there's not like a physical space there like there's no like mind palace so to speak
0: yeah, there's no mind palace and there's no like it, it's almost like there should be holes where his eyes are and they're just like looking <laughs> yeah. out through them
1: yeah but they're just that's, standing I,
0: there in this void
1: i think that's what i was missing because it feels like a physical space is a thing with like the way that they shoot it or yeah. the, the way the different like scenes are composed but there's no like discernible features so i couldn't figure out why i felt that way and i think that's what i was missing is just eye holes <laughs>
0: Yeah, because every time they show them, it like zo- they make a point of zooming into his eyes. Yeah, and they, like, be- they're all like hanging out behind his eyes. Uh, anyway, all Big Five are crammed into one. It, they're all crammed into Tristan, setting a new record: <laughs> five boys in one.
1: Congratulations.
0: Uh, and they say there's only one way they're going to get Tristan back, and Yugi immediately agrees to do whatever it is. Thanks, Yugi. <laughs> uh, surprise, though, it's its dueling.
1: Yeah, who would have thought?
0: <laughs> and so, um, it zooms back into Tristan's mind void. The Big Five kind of laugh evilly about how they're not actually going to give Tristan back. Mwah, ha. ha, ha, ha.
1: Yeah, Mine is an evil laugh. this... This scene was interesting to me because there's there's internal debate happening in the mind, uh, cert, hut the mind hut, uh, and uh, it, 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 I guess it's up for debate whether they're like, okay, if we if we win, we're gonna get four mo- more bodies, but if we lose, we're gonna give up this body. I don't know. I didn't agree to that, and I think it's like Gansley that brings that up. Yeah. And and somebody's like, no, we're gonna play by the rules. We'll give it up. And then Johnson, the lawyer guy, is like, I, I, I can't believe that you'd be so naive to to think that we would play by the rules.
0: And you get <laughs> this body back.
1: <laughs> that we would that we would stay true to our word. We're the Big Five. <laughs> That's not <laughs> our style.
0: And so they 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 say they're going to all collectively duel Yugi. So it's five V one. Well I guess it's five kind of, V two yeah. if you count the Pharaoh. Uh but Joyce says okay, hey fair. that's not fair. It's not that's ridiculous that all five of you are dueling Yugi by himself. So I went in on this duel too. So now it's five versus two. And they I say, love that
1: there are there are multiple other capable duelists present. And then they could definitely make this an even fight, because Taya's there, Duke is there, yeah. Serenity's had a duel now.
0: Tristan as a monkey is there.
1: Yeah, um, Who's, there's nothing in the rules saying a monkey can't duel. <laughs> this
0: is now uh, Air Bud rules.
1: Duel Bud.
0: <laughs> there's nothing in the rules that says a monkey can't duel. <laughs> uh, Joey jumps in and he says, let's waste these five suits. And the big five say that if Joey, Joey is also doing them, fine. But they get 8,000 life points while Yugi and Joey get 4,000 life points each. Uh, which is... Right. The math is a little fucky here. I guess it's... Yeah,
1: I... <sighs> I don't really get it. Like I, the 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 argument that he makes, I think it's is it Gansley that makes this argument. I don't know. he's he's talking about like workforce and like actual physical bodies in the duel, which we've seen enough Yu-Gi-Oh. We know that a physical body doesn't mean shit for dueling.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not like this. Shot stop this show before.
1: Right. <laughs> but I guess like. Uh,
0: the gist of it is that each team gets the same amount of life. and so they yes. get eight thousand. well, Yugi and Joey get eight thousand, but they have to split it. I don't know. The math is fucky.
1: yeah i I would think if anything, uh the the big five should each get let me do some quick math here should each get sixteen hundred split evenly between them. So, the, so they each get 1,600, adding up to 8,000. So that way they can target individual members of the Big Five, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, there, there, there's a lot that could that's uh, questionable about the rules of this duel, but Yugi is like, yeah, let's do it. I, I agree. Very right, cool. Whatever you said, I agree.
1: Yeah, Yugi doesn't it. even listen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's duel.
1: All right, all right yeah. Duel, 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 duel. I heard duel. Somebody said duel. All right, let's duel.
0: Uh, so the duel, well, the, the duel doesn't start, but they have to make their decks again. Yes. Um, they make their decks. Joey sees Cyber Harpy passing by, which he remembers was Mai's favorite, so he selects it for luck.
1: Who's, I'm sorry, who's Mai? Who's this uh. my person? My who?
0: <laughs> I'll get into this later, Tyler, but it's... Interesting that they are focusing so much on Mai when she's basically kind of been ignored for the past entire season.
1: Have, have we said her name at all this season? Has she appeared this season? I like besides the first episode?
0: We might have briefly mentioned her at one point, but I can't remember it.
1: Maybe when Merrick was creeping about, I don't know. But that's the thing. You're right. It's weird that we we bring up my now for like now? thirty seconds, and then it just doesn't come up again.
0: Well, it does in the next episode. Does it? A little bit.
1: Oh, I guess it. Okay, yeah. You're right. You're right. Anyway, all right. Keep but going. It's just Sorry. Really,
0: really weird. Yeah. Uh, so they choose their deck masters: uh, dark magician and flame swordsman. Um. And now it's time for the big five to choose their deck masters. And the way it works is the big five will rotate through their deck masters, depending on who is currently in control of the Tristan body. So they, (laughs) they get five deck masters, which seems like some real
1: bullshit. Yeah, this is like, uh, this is like real shitty final boss sort of thing, you know, where they have like the various forms that they cycle through and you have to pay attention to what color they're glowing.
0: Yeah, except Team Yugi only gets like two deck masters. Well, whereas these guys can just swap in and out as they please.
1: Yeah, that's that's the the weird part for me, and the the fact that they have to reselect their decks. I don't think has come up before. Like, was that ever said that they could just reselect their whole deck and pick a new deck master at the start of the duel? Because they do that too. Yeah. Yugi Yugi picks uh, Dark Magician as his deck master this time, not Karibo, and Joey picks Flame Swordsman again. Uh but the the Big Five have the same deck masters that they've had this whole the time.
0: Whole, how come we don't see the Big Five having to reselect their decks?
1: Right. Because is that the cheating. trade-off? Well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yes. That's the <laughs> Yeah.
0: <sighs> anyway, this is uh a- a really bad duel, just like in terms of the, it sucks. the rules. The rules, it sucks. I like don't did. like it. <laughs> it is heavily, heavily stacked in the big five's favor. This is some dumb bullshit.
1: Do you want me to? Do you want me to run through the the sort of synopsis of the duel? I guess the, the play by play. Deal.
0: Yeah, a duel
1: starts. All right, a duel has begun. Uh, Gansley takes the reins at first and plays a legendary ocean which ocean a legendary one No
0: ocean as spoken of in legends
1: (laughs) uh i'm pretty sure that card is called umi in the real game now uh everything gets flooded then he summons the legendary fisherman because a legendary ocean (laughs) oh uh, uh, typically Legendary Fisherman would need a sacrifice, but Legendary Ocean lets him summon it. A lot of Legendary stuff happening. Joey summons alligator sword in defense mode. Yugi summons Gazelle, the King of Mythical Beasts, in defense mode. Crump tries to take over Tristan's body from Gansley so that he can use his special ability. Mom said uh, it's my
0: turn on the body.
1: <laughs> I mean, basically, that's basically his his thing, right? He's like, all right, you got your turn. Now give me my turn. I'll use my special ability. So he does... Uh, he switches out uh, Gansley's uh, Destiny 2 Guardian, whatever the fuck that's called, for Nightmare Penguin, the Penguin yeah. Deckmaster.
0: And this whole time, uh, whenever they swap minds who's ever in control of Tristan's body, Tristan then speaks in their voice. So Tea recognizes that Crump yes. is now in control, and she yells at the boys to kick his ass.
1: Yeah, she like she like gets the chills. She's like, "Oh, oh, this motherfucker,
0: (laughs) this creepy weirdo, fuck him up."
1: Uh, and uh, I guess Nightmare Penguin. This has never come up before in all the Crump episodes we got. Nightmare Penguins deckmaster ability raises the attack of his underwater monsters. Have we seen that happen?
0: I feel feel like like any underwater monsters. One point, but
1: if oh it. He had the giant red sea snake.
0: Oh, that's right.
1: Which was above water the entire time it was shown, but is technically an underwater monster.
0: Anyway, he's boosting the attack power of the legendary fisherman or the mighty fisherman, whatever it's called.
1: Legendary fisherman, uh, fisherman. Mako Tsunami's dad.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Mako's dad is now underwater on the, the fake ocean that they're standing in
1: right riding around on shamu <laughs> um
0: so that boosted enough that fisherman comes up kills gazelle uh and then he summons catapult turtle who is ready to do some kanmari
1: yeah <laughs> i was gonna say how do you feel about seeing your boy catapult turtle show up again
0: Yugi does not spark joy and must be yeeted <laughs> into the sun
1: any any duel that catapult turtle appears in is instantly like 10% better but this was still like my least favorite duel that we've ever seen
0: yeah so catapult turtle comes out meanwhile we cut away to kaiba who's climbing some stairs he just is this where away. the
1: kaiba stair meme comes from have you seen this i have is this that shot, or is it back on Duelist Kingdom? I think
0: it was Duelist Kingdom. We've seen Kaiba walk up a bunch of stairs.
1: Kaiba walking up stairs is, is a thing. It's like a trope in Yu-Gi-Oh now.
0: So he's, he just wandered away from the duel when no one was looking. And he's off in his own little monument valley, climbing this rugged mountain staircase up the side of a mountain. And he's angry
1: and he's yelling at God, God, why did you invent stairs?
0: He literally is yelling at God, though. Well, yeah, Noah, he is. which he, is the closest he thing to the a, digital world.
1: Yeah, well, true. He has a whole monologue like he's in like a daytime soap where he's like, Noah's story has to be a lie. He claims that the man who adopted me is his father. But if his story is true, that would make him the same age as me. But... This twerp could it be more than and he just like trails off.
0: Yeah, like he just repeating to himself everything we've already known, and what they covered at the beginning of the episode like twice.
1: Twice, yeah, once in the recap and once uh, uh, the other characters <sighs> earlier. So you know this is a this is an exposition uh, a recap heavy episode, which is great for us.
0: He's just expo- he's not even saying the exposition to anyone in particular, just to himself, which is very funny to me.
1: He's saying it directly to you, the audience.
0: (laughs) Uh, So we cut away from Uh, him.
1: Yeah. Like 10 seconds later. Back at the duel. (laughs) Uh, Joey plays Kunai with chains face down as a trap card. Then he plays Cyber Harpy. We hear Mai's Mai's name uttered once more this episode. Uh, He switches alligator sword to attack mode and ends his turn. Yugi... Kind of picks up on his plan, like he sees the face down card, uh, and he summons Mystical Elf in defense mode and then ends his turn, sort of like intentionally taunting Crump to try and attack him. Uh at this point Johnson wants a piece of the action too, but Crump is like, Nope, nope, still my turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't lost like, a life yet. They're like <laughs> Mario Rules. E-
0: they're fighting each other inside Tristan's head. Like physically, like putting their hands on each other's shoulders and be like, "Hey, it's my turn!" And, like shaking each other.
1: <laughs> uh, like they're at a like they're at a fancy formal dance and they're all trying to <laughs> d- cut in with the same dance partner. <laughs> Pardon me, might I have a spin? No, uh, Johnson. Slay is still Johnson my was turn. in. <laughs> yeah, Crump. Crump is like, ah, oh, fuck off from the penguin, uh, and uh, he has. He has legendary fisherman attack mystical elf, triggering Joey's kunai with chains, which stops the attack and boosts cyber Harpy's attack points. Uh, and then there's more arguing. I, I didn't write down any of the actual arguments they make. It's kind of just like shot of men bickering.
0: Yeah. They just argue with each other standing around.
1: Daytime. Tristan's mind internal. <laughs>
0: Now here's a weird sp- uh, scene. Uh, robot yeah. monkey Tristan despairs over being in a monkey body.
1: He like yeah,
0: speaks he- out loud and then starts. It's unclear whether he's speaking English out loud or and then makes monkey noises, or if he's just he's like definitely, thinking in English.
1: Well, so the, they they asked this question in the episode because Taya's like, didn't we switch the? Didn't we set the switch to English and not monkey noises? Why are you making monkey noises? Because Tristan goes, "Oh man, I can't wait to be out of this monkey body." Ooh ooh ooh! Ee, ee, ee.
0: Yeah. And Taye uh, like,
1: "What? What was? What was that, Tristan? What'd you? What'd you say?"
0: <laughs> What's that, Lassie? <laughs> Joey has fallen down a well. Typical.
1: And, and Tristan's like, "What do you mean?" And Tay goes, "You just, you just made some, some monkey noises." And Tristan's like, "Oh no, being a monkey is turning me into a monkey." <laughs>
0: This monkey body was engineered to like turn people into monkeys. Return to monk.
1: I, I, <laughs> I think it's more just Tristan being a teenage boy, and like the monkey form is is just like, I don't know. He's he's like falling into that role a little bit. Like he's like, well, I look like a monkey. I sound like a monkey. I might as well act like a monkey. I more than like anything in the virtual world, like uh, uh, actually like affecting him in any way.
0: Yeah, this is... I I, it's. I don't know. It's weird. And then we just it's cut strange. away from this.
1: Yeah. Well, let's forget about that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's about
0: to uh, back stranger. in the duel. Yeah. Because uh, it... here, Joey gets Harpy's Feather Duster uh, and he plays it. It removes all the Big Five's magic and trap cards, uh, including the ocean, which just kind of gets swept away.
1: Yeah, he summons a broom which sweeps away an ocean.
0: Uh, it's very uh, Magician's Apprentice. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And then he, like, there's a shot of Mai, and Joey just kind of reminisces about Mai and how this was her card. And it's nice that Mai is being remembered here, but I don't know why they're bringing her up like the Big Five are the ones who sent her to the Shadow Realm. Like it's they're bringing up my as though it's some kind of like gotcha moment. Like they're using like despite my being gone, she's still like with them in spirit.
1: Yeah, they've sort of misplaced the uh, the aggression here.
0: Yeah, it's like why bring her up in a duel against the big five because the big five don't even know she exists. It's they've it's, it's almost like they're trying to bring her up as sort of like a revenge for like putting her in the shadow realm but the big five are the first yeah. villains who have no idea magic even exists they're completely oblivious to the larger story that's going on
1: that's true that's really true so like why why is it important now all of a sudden is it just because like joey randomly saw cyber harpy and remembered that his friend is still comatose on a <laughs> blimp somewhere
0: I, I i don't know why Maya's being brought up here And then the moment passes and it's like, yeah, it's nice to remember my exists. Are you, are you going to do anything about it?
1: No, I guess, I guess not. Like this isn't going to achieve anything. Yeah. I mean, he's just kind of like, ah,
0: memories. It's good that he's like, that he's like incorporating her strategies into his dueling strategy. But it's just, it just feels kind of out of left field
1: yeah yeah it's not it's not my favorite moment uh but i'll eh, you know i like my enough that i'm just gonna let it slide is the thing yeah like i don't know that we can glean any sort of reason from it no
0: we (laughs) all miss my hey
1: oh oh my hey hey." thanks for reminding
0: us that she's still like forgetting her friends exist in some mental prison
1: oh god yeah what a re my N-der. god <laughs> uh okay so we activate harpy's feather duster cyber harpy kills the legendary fisherman because of her boosted attack alligator sword uh is going to attack he, he like says the words alligator sword attack but then he realizes that catapult turtle is still on the field and has 2000 defense which is more than alligator sword attack so he, he belays that order Uh, And then uh, he has alligator sword attack Crump's face down card instead, which is Magician of Faith. Is that right?
0: Uh, It appears for like one second and then explodes.
1: And it had, I guess, a special effect where when that happens, it lets him bring back a magic card. Uh, So he, uh, uh, Crump, brings back Legendary Ocean. So everything Mm -hmm. gets flooded again. Ta-da. We're we're back to where we started.
0: Yep. Uh, and so we get a, a shot of Crump plotting to play Monster Reborn next turn and bring back uh, the Fisherman too. And then right. he has this whole monologue about how uh, the odds are in his favor and he'll be right back where he started. And the numbers are looking good.
1: My chances of success are 99%.
0: He says that, like, the percentage of winning, he, like, says the, like, same variation on that line a lot in this episode.
1: He's like, it's like, uh, like the C-3PO of Yu-Gi-Oh.
0: <laughs> C-3PO! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never tell me the odds. Uh, Yugi has this moment where he's, like, uh, we're going to take you down, Crump. We've we've got you now. Yeah, this will be the end of you. And then he's like, I play Karibo in defense mode.
0: <laughs> got him.
1: <laughs> got him. Nobody ever expects uh, Karibo. Then he plays uh, actually a good card, Card Destruction, which makes all players discard their whole hand and then redraw all new cards and this causes Crump to discard the Monster Reborn that he was sort of mentally plotting about. So that plan yeah. is kaput.
0: His entire plan is thwarted, and uh, he gets mad about it, and so they swap out Crump for Johnson, the legal guy. They're like, all right, Crump, you had your chance. Look what you've done.
1: <laughs> uh, Time time for Johnson to take a spin on the old mobile.
0: <laughs> God, you wrote down tristan's line
1: uh where did i oh yes yeah, so, okay so meanwhile tristan robot monkey tristan is watching this happen and he's realizing like oh wait a second that was one old dude in my body and now there's a different old dude in my body and then he goes these old dudes are passing around my body like it's going out of style gross <laughs>
0: um Then Duke also explains that they're rotating players to keep themselves fresh every time, whereas Yugi and Joey are going to have to be, like, at their maximum, like, capacity the entire time so that they'll have to, like, wear, get worn down faster. Whereas the Big Five can just, like, swap themselves in and out. I guess.
1: It's a thing. It's a thing that we see come up, like only when it's convenient, I guess. But there's an implication that like duels take physical toll on your body, mm-hmm. either part of like being like the hard light hologram, whatever the fuck this thing is, uh, or or maybe like mental strain. But it's definitely implied that like as they're dueling, they are being fatigued.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that's. It's never mentioned, but I wonder if that's because. Dual Monsters is itself just uh, a one-step removed from, like, actual magical fights. And, like, playing these, like, monster cards is having some kind of psychic toll on the players.
1: I mean, I like that explanation. Is that going like to be the-, the actual explanation? No. Uh, probably not. Probably not. If it's cool, it's probably not going to happen.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Judge Man takes over. Uh, he gets swapped out for Nightmare Penguin. It's funny because um, as they're dueling, uh, whenever they they swap out members of the Big Five, the um, the guy, the deck masters, like are standing behind them, like JoJo characters, like their stands. Then they like yeah. go, whoop, and they're recalled into uh, into Tristan's body, and then other comes one comes out whoop and is standing it- in the same place.
1: It reminded me of a pokeball.
0: Yeah, except it's Tristan's body.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Judge man, I choose you.
1: Uh, got to catch them all, all 5.
0: <laughs> all 5, big 5. You did it. The, the easiest
1: the easiest pokemon ever. <laughs> pokemon Tristan. Uh, yeah, so so judgment comes out. Uh, we cut away from the duel to Kaiba now at the top of the stairs, pleading with God, "Why, God, have you made these stairs that I must climb them?" It gets to uh, the top. No, he's and he's yeah. just
0: like yelling for Mokuba He reaches the top of the mountain, just yelling if Mokuba can hear him. Um, there's no answer because no, he's alone. No, of course not. Uh, and then there's like. This, like, stone Roman-style temple at the top that he's walking through. Just big white columns everywhere.
1: Uh, yeah, he's, like, walked to the Acropolis? Acro- Acrop- Acropolis. Acropolis? Acro- there it is. I can never say it right. I'm glad Lauren's not in the room.
0: <laughs> she would get so mad. <laughs> uh, he just, like, gets to the top of this mountain, and he surveys the top of the mountain, and... And all that he could see was the other side of the mountain, the other side of the mountain, <laughs> the other side of the mountain. No, he sees off in the distance shrouded in fog, a building that he has designed, but using a blueprint that he has never shown anyone else. And he's no. like, wow, how could this be?
1: He shouts at the sky. Who is this kid? <laughs>
0: kaiba is this is not hard to figure out you got hacked (laughs) maybe you should not have all your passwords be kaiba
1: (laughs) kaiba rules exclamation exclamation one 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 uh meanwhile noah hears this from his lair too and he like turns and there's mokuba standing behind him and he goes you don't want to go to kaiba do you uh mokuba and mokuba his eyes glow red the the like mind control whatever and he goes no Noah is my only brother Ooh. Ooh. to be continued Uh, to be continued. Also, I just realized why I can never say that word. The acrop, acrop, acropolis, that one. It's because, uh, of apocalypse, the planet that, uh, Oh, in DC is doomsday is from. Yeah. The, uh, uh now, see now, now I can't even get, this right uh, uh apocalypse is uh uh new genesis dark side dark side where dark side's from i'm not a good dc fan like i'm not a devout dc fan but for whatever reason the word apocalypse because it's spelled that way with the k and the lips that gets stuck in my mouth more than the other one
0: more than how apocalypse is actually spelled
1: yeah well and and more than a a crap a that one, uh, Acropolis, Acropolis, <laughs>
0: Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Isn't that a guy? That's one of the villains from uh, Tintin. It's Probably, guy with yeah. Big
1: nose. Oh, okay. Don't they all have big noses? Uh, some of them. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, what was the best part of part one for you? Uh,
0: so far, the big five swapping around in Twistin's body is way funnier than it deserves to be. <laughs> and they're like arguing with themselves and like fighting over who gets control of Tristan's body. It, it, it's silly.
1: It's pretty good. It's it's like, it's a, uh, it's five angry men.
0: Yeah. It's five angry men inside the like void mind of this child. And they're all just like bickering with each other the whole time. Uh, I don't know. It's a pretty good bit.
1: Yeah. It's I not, like especially it's literally you...
0: not something I've ever seen in a TV show before. So it's pretty funny.
1: Oh, never. No. Yeah. I, it's funny that Duke figures it out too. And he's like, oh yeah, there's switching places in Tristan's mind. And everyone I'll... goes, oh, yes, yeah. that
0: makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best.
1: Uh, I really enjoyed actually watching Kaiba have a spiritual moment. Like I made fun of him climbing the stairs cause of that meme that I can like half remember now, uh, but but him like just climbing the stairs and having this this sort of uh, religious experience was very good. Type of venture into the
0: wilderness where he fasts for thirty days and thirty nights.
1: Yeah, and he's like now he's literally going to go be tempted by the devil. Right? Yeah, is what's going to happen.
0: It just gets off into the like literal like wilderness, just this random desert area.
1: Oh my god, is the next episode gonna be Noah appearing to Kaiba and saying, Reach out your hand and sup of the wonders of Kaiba land? And then Kaiba having to say no, for I am the creator and all things must go through me <laughs> like or like whatever whatever shit he does, like the the last yeah. temptation of Christ. The
0: last temptation of Kaiba.
1: <laughs> uh time will tell. Uh how about the worst part of this episode for you?
0: The worst is Mai being brought up like it's some kind of like gotcha moment for the big five. Like she's being yeah. brought up to, to like shame them for like getting rid of her. But like she's still like dueling them in spirit. But like they have no idea who she is. She's, she just appears in this episode and then like vanishes. It's a wasted moment playing Mai's strategies against the big five but it would be a lot better if they like did this they had this whole moment if you if Joey was dueling Merrick because Merrick yeah. would have been the one to like put her in the shadow realm but like if she if yeah it would be such a better moment if like he was like foiled by someone he thought he had defeated
1: yeah absolutely it it's It it felt very much to me like the writers were like, all right, cool. We got this big battle scene. They're going to face off against the big five. We've got everything set up. We've got the duel all planned out. What are we we missing? Something's missing from this episode. And then one of the writers is like, what if we put in a character that people cared about? Oh. By
0: Valentine? Okay. Yeah, let's put her in this episode.
1: Yeah, why not? Okay. All right. Cool. Could have could have done it differently, but here we are.
0: I feel like it's a it was a wasted moment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. What was your worst? Uh I, my worst was at the beginning of the episode, we, we talked about this a bit, but at the beginning of the episode, everyone, like the big five and Noah, were all like, yeah, we're trying to steal bodies, right? Like that's been our setup from the gut. Like we are we are in it for the meat. But they keep going back to this like, but we're going to do it the right way. <laughs> we're going to we're going to earn our literal pound of flesh.
0: We're going to win these bodies in a game of skill. We deserve them. Like, but then they like so... go, they go right back to being like, yeah, but we're secretly going to not give up the bodies if we lose.
1: Right, that's the thing. They they keep trying to like retain some weird moral high ground but the 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 thing is at the end of the day they're still stealing bodies like From they children. keep doing that thing of like well i'm right but i'm also gonna steal your body like wh- like what is, is this like the republican national convention like what's happening here they
0: have no agenda beyond getting their own interests taken care of and the, the morality is just, like, window dressing.
1: <laughs> yes! Yes, that's exactly it! The morality is window dressing, and I can't... This is the thing that I have not been able to stand from the Big Five, like, from day one. It's
0: like, who are they trying to fool? Themselves? Are they trying to fool Noah? I think they're trying to fool Noah.
1: I think they're trying to fool me at this point.
0: Yeah, are they trying to fool us, the audience? I don't know.
1: Into... Into... Feeling sorry for them? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's yes, move into the five. next episode. I do though. think
0: you deserve these children's bodies.
1: <laughs> here, here you go, Big Five. Here's a here's a nice meaty body for you. Enjoy. <laughs> Dig in.
0: You you've you've provided a persuasive argument. I now think that you deserve Tristan's body. Crump, you get Taya's body. Good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next round on me. Bodies all around. Ah, <laughs> uh, um. God. All right, let's 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 we we, we got to get through one more episode. Let's yeah. let's power through here. The Merger Big 5 Part 2. Translated title is Target Jonouchi. I can never say it. I'm I'm terrible at this. Target Jonouchi. Jonouchi? Januchi. The teamwork played victory. Summary of this episode is the Big 5 attempt various strategies of victory with the aim of eliminating Joey first. However, their poor teamwork soon puts Yugi and Joey ahead. Lecter then calls their most powerful monster to the field, the Five-Head-Dragon.
0: No, he doesn't. No, he really doesn't. He, he literally doesn't. I, is, he, is this the first time a episode summary has lied to us? Because he does no. not summon the Five-Head-Dragon.
1: No. Episode summaries, are <laughs> they have a tenuous grasp on the reality at best. Uh, uh no, this is certainly not the first time that an episode summary has contained something that does not happen. I'm trying to remember, there was an episode, I think, it, do you remember that episode where uh, the whole thing was a clip show as they took the helicopter to go rescue oh, yeah. Mokuba from Merrick? And the summary was like, meanwhile, Taya and Joey do blah-da-da-da-da. And then Taya and Joey don't appear in the episode?
0: <laughs> I, I anyway. guess it's... Filling in what the other characters are doing in the description for an episode is probably, like, the worst case of telling you instead of showing you. Yeah. Like, it, it literally, it's not canon in the TV show. It's just mentioned as a, a subtitle.
1: Right. A footnote. Uh, I, I I have to make a, a horrible confession about this episode, Jimmy. Mm. So uh i forgot that we were recording today like i i you know me the listeners know me my grasp on what day of the week it is 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 slim uh, if i am lucky i can remember what day it is but i have to check several times a day i just didn't realize that today was thursday i thought it was Wednesday. Uh, and I forgot to watch the episodes. Well, it's <laughs> so, also
0: been March for an entire year, so I forgive you.
1: Yeah, Lauren told me March uh, apparently is coming back in three months, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> um, But so so I, I didn't get a chance to watch the episodes until after I finished work, so I, I got off work, I started watching the episodes, and I'm doing the, the math after the first one, and I'm thinking, okay, gotta make dinner, we're making frittatas tonight, like, Got to plan out such and such time. And of course, dinner took too long, so I ended up being fucking late anyway. But I was like, I got to get through this episode. Oh, right. Netflix has that speed up feature that I have been making fun of since it came out. They do? I played this episode at 1.25 speed. (laughs) Oh. They have a speed slider in Netflix now, and it is fucking weird.
0: (laughs) I did not know that.
1: It's, it's interesting. It's right next to the subtitle button. And you can set it to like 1.25, 1.5, or double speed if you want. And you can go the other way as well. You can make now, it slower. Tyler, does it
0: pitch everything up or does it like compress it, the audio? It compresses it. Okay. It compresses the
1: audio. So it keeps it at the same pitch. Um, but everything is just that much faster. Um, this episode made me like feel physically ill. <laughs> Maybe and I think it watch, was because of that.
0: Maybe don't watch stuff at 1.25x.
1: I don't think I'm ever going to do that again. It was a very strange experience.
0: I watch my TV at one second per second, the way God intended. <laughs> when he created that.
1: Uh, and it, it, I, I, I think part of it was the speed, but also just like the way this episode moves. Because it, cause it it's so strange because the dialogue, I'm trying to figure out a way to like even talk about this this weird experience. It was like having an out of body experience while watching the episode because the dialogue was sped up, but it made everybody sound more competent. Like they were just like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do this and now the the next thing is happening and like it made everybody sound like pretty on on the ball, but then the scenes were just all over the place and it felt like um I don't know. It felt like a weird like trip in a way. It was like everything was sort of amorphous um, and just really strange ways. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh! while hungry either. I think that might be the other thing.
0: What a fun weekend. Get really high and then watch Yu-Gi-Oh! episodes at 1.25 speed.
1: (laughs) God, I just uh, it doesn't help. Okay, so let's get across the the universe,
0: but with Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: Yes, that's what it felt like. It felt like watching across the universe where just, like, everything was kind of, like, yeah, it was cohesive and it was all part of one episode, but, like, was it really? (laughs) Was it, though? Uh, It doesn't help, that the first line of this episode is, those business geeks are sharing me like I'm a corporate condo.
0: Gross and weird.
1: It's from robot monkey Tristan as he watches five old men uh, trade out his, (laughs) his body like old clothes uh judge man has swapped in johnson has has taken control uh and uses his judge man special ability that lets him pay 1000 life points to remove all of yugi and joey's monsters dealing 500 damage each so they each take 1000 damage to their life points
0: that's a good strategy if you played that on someone who had a token deck you could like kill them in one go
1: yeah, right. Like that would have killed Merrick long before Slifer the Sky Dragon came out. Mm-hmm. Or strings, I guess. Sorry, strings.
0: Clearly, uh, someone needs to take notes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we come back to Kaiba. He, he goes to that building in the distance. Is it, he's talking, he mentions one building, but he's talking about the whole complex, right? Yeah, there's a
0: whole complex that he's walking through. And it's Kybaland.
1: It's Kybaland. Did we see this I in the movie? I was confused at first. We did we did see this in the movie, so uh I was confused at first because it zooms in on one building and he's like, This is impossible. Nobody could have built this. And it's like a boring square skyscraper with like a dome on it. Yeah, it looks it, like, like a, every like a, tile
0: set in SimCity two thousand.
1: Yeah, it's like what every kid makes with a Duplo, right? Like it's just like <laughs> my first here you Minecraft. You go, a stack some it. bricks. It's like Kaiba logging yeah. into
0: Minecraft, and be like, "No, no one could have designed this. This was my idea." And it's just like a cobblestone house,
1: <sighs> right? Right. But no, but it's Kaiba Land, this the theme, theme park, park, I guess, that wasn't even going to start construction for another year. Four but he years. goes, but it's a 100- hundred four years pardon me because but this is 100 percent accurate down to the security system (laughs) this is the most
0: uh, uh, this is one of my favorite parts of this entire episode this is the most insufferable security system ever designed it's so kaiba what it is is there's a, a locked door right and in front of the locked door is a tiny little chessboard and to open the door you have to get a checkmate
1: and like, yeah, of course, no one but Kaiba could get a checkmate against uh, n- no opponent.
0: Yeah, it's just a bunch of chess pieces that are laid out in such a way that you can like get a checkmate in one move. And once you do that, the door opens.
1: <laughs> so, God. so like, Kyba. so like, what? If you figure out what that one move is, do you get a job at Kaiba Corp? Like, is that the rule? That's not a very secure system. <laughs>
0: Oh, Kaiba is so smug that he thinks that only he could solve this grandiose puzzle. It's like, okay, you smug wanker, don't break an arm jerking <laughs> yourself off. He solves it easily, of course, and walks inside.
1: He's like, oh, oh this chest this chess piece. Uh, we cut back to the duel. <laughs> Fucking Kaiba. We cut back to the duel. The uh, is it? It's still Johnson. He summons Hysteric Angel?
0: We've seen her before.
1: Neither Hysteric nor Angelic. Nope. But uh, she does just...
0: do the anime glasses thing so hard that it hurts Joey.
1: Yes, very good glasses.
0: <laughs> she, she, like, adjusts her glasses, and then they glow and shoots lasers out directly at Joey. He takes physical damage.
1: I I picture that as being, like, the attack that you would do if you were a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs>
0: I just go, I tap the, my glasses, and then it goes pew.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like it. All according to KK. Uh, then uh, <laughs> then uh, Johnson plays a face-down card and then plays Altar of Mist. Uh, Altar of Mist lets him play any ritual magic card after three turns. So effectively, that lets him summon a very powerful monster, uh, any very powerful monster from his deck, after three turns, so uh, they are they're in for it. Oh boy!
0: It's a Swiss Army knife of altars. Any ritual you want to like, do, you can do it right here. Step right up. Like it
1: begs, it kind of begs the question: Like when they m- merged, did they combine their decks? Like how many ritual monster cards are there actually?
0: Yeah, I want to know what the deal is with their hands because it seems like five different strategies all mashed into the same deck would make it really hard to accomplish anything. Yeah. It shouldn't work. It shouldn't work at all. Like Unless. If I, uh, unless.
1: Unless Johnson is manipulating the, the RNG.
0: Maybe they're just cheating, which would also make sense. <laughs> it would make they the may, most sense. They
1: did say, they did say also we're going to cheat. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Joey plays Rocket Warrior, which uh, is really in a league of its own. Got it. Yes, unfortunately. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Flame swordsman special ability lets him transfer one thousand attack points from Flame Swordsman to Rocket Warrior, which then lets Rocket Warrior kill Catapult Turtle. War is uh, hell. <laughs> Uh, Johnson immediately activates Revenge Sacrifice, uh, which allows him to not only kill Rocket Warrior, but actually sacrifice it and use it as part of a summon. So he summons Machine King, and then Rocket Warrior is no more. This was the part where I started to lose the plot a little bit.
0: I can imagine if you were listening to this at 1.25 speed, it would get a little wobbly wobbly because you This next to- line... Yugi needs to play a card called Desvoltzgolf
1: I had to pause And go back because I thought I had missed Like 30 I thought I'd missed a whole nother episode Like I was like shit is this part 3 already What? Where did this strategy come from Because oh, no. he says I need Not just like I could he says I need To play Desvoltzgolf
0: <laughs> Desvoltzgolf
1: Oh. You know that card that we've definitely seen before that you... we all know what it does.
0: Desvolskolf. Yugi's favorite card, Desvolskolf.
1: <laughs> uh, for the listener, I I also have to point out that Jimmy every time Des uh appears in Jimmy's notes, it is all caps and in bold.
0: That is the way Yugi says it out loud.
1: It is. It it's is like his
0: voice drops and he has to like pronounce the actual like German whenever he says Desvolskolf.
1: It's when Gandalf utters the black speech and becomes (laughs) two feet taller and his voice gets deeper. That's what happens.
0: The speech is a black speech of Mordor, which I will not utter here. (laughs) But in the common tongue, it reads, Das
1: (laughs) In the Yu-Gi-Oh! world, uh, uh, German just makes everybody's voice get deeper. (laughs) Uh,
0: But in order to play Das we should specify Das blah is spelled D E S space V O L S T G A L P H. I had to pause. Volst golf Volts Golf. Desvolts Golf.
1: New from Volkswagen, Desvolts Golf. <laughs> oh, what is that accent?
0: God, it's Desvolts Golf. Um Have
1: I, have I told you about the Volkswagen? Sorry, brief tangent. Have I told you about the Volkswagen commercials here? No. UK Volkswagen commercials are weird because they want to cater to like the average Brit, but they also want to say Volkswagen properly, the German way, because the yeah like the German way. As opposed to so what they American do?
0: commercials where it's just like Volkswagen,
1: right? So what they do is they get British actors to sit in Volkswagen cars doing an American accent for the whole commercial. So the whole time they're, they're like, do you want to cruise the open road? Do you want the freedom of, of like whatever? (laughs) And then, and then the commercial I'm thinking of is a, a woman specifically who goes, um, then you want to try out the Volkswagen car.
0: (laughs) They're close. Get yourself
1: a new Volkswagen today.
0: (laughs) They're close enough to Germany. They're like, we better not piss them off again. You remember what happened last time.
1: And it's just, it's definitely London, the same voice. So like it's better not like
0: it's... say Volkswagen properly.
1: And it's not like they're doing like an ADR or anything where they're clipping in like somebody else's voice. It's definitely the same voice, but they have told the actor, please do not fuck this up.
0: It will cause an international incident if you pronounce Volkswagen incorrectly. <laughs>
1: Anyway, please, please explain to me why Yugi needs to play (laughs) Uh,
0: Because it's a strong monster, I guess?
1: Mm, Nope, the other reason. It's the literal opposite reason, it turns out. I... This is the part of the episode that made me feel the queasiest because it does so much weird cutting and Yugi explains his strategy. It's... I... I... Like, sure, I had it sped up, but I can't imagine that this was pleasant to watch in any speed.
0: Yugi has a plan within plans, just like the Kwisatz Haderach. Um, <laughs> His plan is to summon Desvold Skalf and then have a card next to it to trap, to, to bait the Big Five into attacking that card.
1: Right. which is a trap so card d-
0: which will get them because Death's Skull will be too powerful to attack. And Joey looks at this and is like, he tries to warn Yugi that this trap is too obvious. Like, it's the oldest trick in a book. Activating the trap card is literally the name of this podcast. Yeah. What What are you trying to do, Yugi? Uh, He gets very bad at furtively warning Yugi that this trap is too obvious. Uh, That Serenity from, like, Forty yards away, thinks a bumblebee flew down his pants. He's <laughs> like, Yugi, uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Yuki, bud, hey, uh, um, I think that might be a little. I think, bud, I think it might be a little too obvious, bud.
1: And it's so weird the way that he gets here because okay, so d- d- Desvorskov is is a weaker card, is the thing. Mm-hmm. Specifically, it's a weaker card, but he can't summon it without removing a card no pardon me without a sacrifice he can't summon it without a sacrifice so to get a sacrifice he doesn't have any monsters on the field he draws rock spirit which can only be summoned if you remove a monster from your discard pile and remove it from play you
0: have to exile it in magic so he
1: exiles buster blader a good card to summon rock spirit a decent card then sacrifices Rock Spirit to play Desvilskalf. We
0: should actually probably say what Desvilskalf looks like.
1: It, it, that's the thing. I was watching it at 1.25 speed. It was an amorphous, just like Cthulhu-esque being.
0: It's just like. I,
1: I could not fathom its, its visage.
0: It's a, it's kind of a pointy dragon. Desvilskalf.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I'm looking it up right now. It's, it's. It's baby red-eyes black dragon.
0: Kinda, yeah. It's red and black. It's a pointy dragon. Pretty scary looking. Sure. It deserves the name Desvoltsgalf. Sure.
1: Does that translate to anything? What does that mean?
0: <laughs> Let me open Google Translate here. Google Translate.
1: The. And it's Volst, not volts. Like I kept spelling.
0: Volstgalf. <laughs> no, it's not Italian. Let's see if it's German.
1: <laughs> I bet it's German.
0: <laughs> that just translates to of the Volstgalf.
1: Oh, great. Okay, good. Uh I'll, I'll you know what? I'm gonna throw this out to the listeners so that we can get through the rest of this episode. If you know what decibels golf means, <laughs> please write to us. You activate my podcast at gmail.com, let us know. Um, but anyway, so this whole thing is he's setting up like a very obvious trap, and that's what Joey is like, ooh, ah, bud, mmm, ah, ooh, ooh. And uh yeah, and Duke spots it from a mile away. And then uh Nesbit Takes control of the Tristan uh, copter.
0: (laughs) He immediately sees Yugi's shitty trap. He's like, You dumbass, that's the oldest trick in the book. He plays Heavy Storm, which destroys all trap cards. Uh, Yugi looks shocked. uh, his trap.
1: Joey actually had a really good line. Joey had a good line. Joey was like, Yugi might as well be wearing a sign that says, I set a trap, so attack me. (laughs)
0: Uh, And so Yugi says, Ah, it was worth a try. Dang, you got me. So Nesbitt, Aww, nuts. Nesbitt attacks Desvilskalf with Machine King. Uh, but Yugi is like, aha, you activated my trap. And then there's like one of those cutaways with everyone's face gasping. Uh, it was a trap within a trap. Obviously, obviously, Yugi planned for this. The real trap was Desvilskalf's special ability. Uh, when Nesbitt played his magic card, Desvilskalf's attack power went up. And so when he gets attacked by Machine King, Machine King loses, is destroyed, and the Big Five lose another 500 life points. And so the onlookers are seeing all this, and they discuss that his real plan was to bait the Big Five into attacking him instead of attacking Joey, who was down to 300 life points and would have lost. And everyone cheers for Joey being such a good actor.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Serner's like, Wow, Joey, he couldn't have done it without you. And Joey's like, Yeah. uh Uh-huh. No problem. Even
0: Yugi turns to him and is like, Good acting there, Joey. Joseph. And like he gives him a thumbs up.
1: I put a screenshot in our in our chat here, Jimmy, uh or in our in our shared notes, uh of the thumbs up that Yugi gives Joey. This is the fattest thumbs up I have ever seen. Like this looks like Garfield's hand. It's a huge thumb.
0: I've never seen his hands that big. Yeah, those are some like those are some like a 90s comics hands.
1: I'm gonna come back to this later, but I think one of the other things that made this like such a weird and like kind of sickening episode to watch is I think the animator is just like Forgot what bodies do in this episode.
0: I noticed that the animation in this episode was a little different, but I also wasn't watching it sped up, where I'm sure it was even (laughs) weirder.
1: It was it was jarring. It was jarring. Um. Okay. So so the thumbs up, the convincing acting. Joey's like, yeah, uh huh. I totally knew that. That was, mm -hmm, yep. (laughs) Joey draws Panther Warrior. Uh, but it can't attack without a sacrifice, so he summons it in defense mode. He places a card face down and passes to Yugi. Yugi apologizes to Tristan, which I thought was very sweet. Yeah, he turns around. He has to attack.
0: Sorry, robot monkey. I'm gonna attack your body directly. And Tristan is <laughs> like, ah, you got to do what you got to do."
1: And then he's like, "Just don't mess up the hair." <laughs> uh, and he uh, has a dust full of skulls uh summon or no pardon me uh, attack Tristan and then he summons big Shield Gardena, our big boy in defense mode
0: yep good job desvolkov
1: Desvolkov <laughs> uh Kaiba meanwhile is walking through an empty Kaiba land building yeah it's like sort of a like a warehouse
0: he walks into the like Kaiba land headquarters or the main building and it's just like completely empty inside. It's like weird metallic. It looks like the inside of the blimp. It's just that metal
1: on everything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's default uh, uh, industrial zone one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, he finds another spooky floating door, and enters to find a film projector sitting on a table, which he insults as being out of date and starts playing it anyway. <laughs> um, it's like,
1: come on, Noah, get with the times.
0: And then it shows like black and white home movies on eight millimeter film, I guess of uh, Noah and gozaburo playing together. Like Noah as a young kid playing with gozaburo They're like playing some games. They're like on the front of a yacht. gozaburo is in a Hawaiian shirt. And then uh, there's a, a jump cuts to like a church or something. And Gozaburo's wife, I assume, comes out...
1: It seems that way.
0: It seems that way. And it's implied that Noah has been in some kind of accident, but Gozaburo says he can still be saved.
1: Yeah, he's like, there's gotta be a way. I'll find a way to save him. And, and uh, I guess Mrs. Kaiba is, like, clutching a portrait of him? hmm So it's, like, unclear, like, was he in, like, a horrible accident? Did he die?
0: It's it's not mentioned what happens to Noah. And Kaiba wonders why Noah would want him to know all of this about him. Why are you giving me all this, like, details of your backstory? Unless someone else is behind all this. Dun-dun-dun.
1: Dun-dun-dun! Foreshadowing.
0: Foreshadowing. I'm calling it now, Ky- uh, Tyler. I almost called you Kaiba. Mm. I'm calling it now Kaiba. Ky- <laughs> Uh, yes jimmy noah was tell me your theory noah was once a real child and the reason he looks the same now as he did back then is that he got into some sort of accident as a child and then his mind in his last moments was digitized by gozaburo and uploaded to the system that they're in now noah like the big five now only exists in the digital realm
1: yeah. That's my yeah. guess. Yeah, that sounds that sounds plausible to me. And it's like um it's like uh Angel in Borderlands.
0: He's just a a digital brain living out his life yeah. in this in this uh this fantasy realm. And that's pretty fucking dark. I mean, we've sent people to hell before on this show, but yeah. A, a child getting into an accident and then kept around to harass his dad's new Adoptee is pretty dark.
1: Eh, but we'll see. I've seen Code Lyoko. This is <laughs> We've this all is seen all it before. Yeah, you know. Uh, back of the duel, Lecter takes the con, and uh, Joey tries to trigger a trap. I guess I forget what trap he has, he but it some gets trap. lasered.
0: And he's like, "Gasp! Where these lasers come from?" Psych. Uh, it's Jinzo. Jinzo is out because he's the the deckmaster.
1: Our favorite southern Bell, Jinzo.
0: <laughs> Lecter. God. His voice still cracks
1: uh, So It's so funny. Uh, so trap cards are useless now. Lecter plays Pot of Greed. I play lets draw Pot two of Greed,
0: but let me draw
1: two more cards. Yugi interrupts because playing a magic card gives Desvorskov, uh 200 more attack points. Uh, L- Lector. Oh no! Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Lector uh, is doing the same thing he did last time we saw him. He plays Fairy Lily, uh, and then he gives up two thousand life points to boost Lily, who destroys des Uh Then he
1: plays. We just need like a soundboard now. <laughs> Lily, Desvolskoff, Lily, 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 Desvolskoff, Des, 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 Desvolskoff, Lily. <laughs> worse stuff.
0: <laughs> the system <laughs> is down.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, so he God. increases her attack power. He plays Subex Blessing, kills...
0: uh, which gives him a thousand more life, and then he plays oh, right. Gravity Bind, which stops four-star monsters or higher from attacking.
1: Because they're heavier, I guess. Yeah,
0: they're they're big. They're big boys. Uh, Joey's like yeah. To fight monsters, we created monsters of our own. It's Pacific Rim, but with Jinso's. And he summons Jinso.
1: (laughs) We could have made them look like anything, but we made them look like us.
0: (laughs) We all look like Jinso. Uh, So now there's like two rival Jinso's on opposite sides of the field. Uh, Good Jinso, for lack of a better term, destroys Gravity Bind. Uh, Lecter threatens them with Fairy Lily. But Yugi like turns to Joey... And, like, hints, like, you know, Joey, attack points aren't everything. Oh, wink. Wink, wink. Joey's like, huh? Oh, yeah. And then he plays uh, block attack, uh, which is the card that switches a card's attack and defense. And fairy... Well, it
1: switches it from attack mode to defense mode. Yeah.
0: And Lily had... Lily... And Lily. very weak uh defense points. I think it's only like two hundred or something. So now she only yeah, it's has pretty low. she attacks, but she only has two hundred attack. Uh and so Jinzo is able to blow her up. Lily. Yeah. Lily.
1: Bye Lily. Bye Lily. Uh Yugi draws a card and plays Dark Magician Girl, who attacks Tristan's body directly. His weak, fleshy body.
0: <laughs> uh, the Big Five gets shot by a pink laser beam, and they lose 200, 2,000 life. Not 200. Yeah,
1: they're down to 1,200 now, total. Yep. So uh, things are looking and... bad for the Big
0: Five, but oh, snap. Yep. It's been... Oh, no. You know how long it's been? It's been th- how long has it been? It's been three turns, and they still <laughs> have that magic card out.
1: Shut the front door.
0: Lecter starts laughing maniacally. I can't laugh in a southern accent, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but he says he's about to play the Big Five's yep. most powerful creature. Ah, ha, 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 to be continued.
1: And it's a shot of Jinzo and Johnson, or, uh, and Lector, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then behind them is, like, this dark silhouette of a five-headed dragon.
0: But it doesn't come out.
1: Does it, does that, is that really re- a reveal? No. Necessarily. It's sort of a teaser. A hint. Next
0: episode, it doesn't come out to it's the field, a... though. But I guess, spoiler yeah, alert it... for next episode, it's the five head well, dragon. A little
1: appetizer. A little appetizer. One head for. Just a little something to get you going.
0: <laughs> One head for each big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> for each big? <laughs>
0: Five heads, five pigs.
1: Five five heads, five pigs. That makes sense. Ah, the law of equivalent exchange.
0: <sighs> for oh. for every dragon head, there is an equal and opposite five.
1: Balance in all things. Uh, what was your favorite part of this episode? Jimmy? Uh, what Was the best. My
0: favorite part of this episode. I think this is the first time we've seen two of the same card on the battlefield on the opposite sides. It's Jinzo versus Jinzo.
1: Yeah, and, certainly recently, anyway. Yeah,
0: and it's not usual that we see. Because usually, like, you summon Dark Magician, and it's like, oh, that's Dark Magician. But, like, this is the first time we've seen that it's like, oh, they're just cards. You can have more than one of them out at a time. It's not as, like, it's that just reminds me, actually the one guy
1: i think that was the last time that we saw two cards on opposing sides was when yugi battled arcana in the clown pit uh and it was dark magician versus dark magician except
0: that was a palette swap
1: dark magician remember that it was was a palette swap dark magician that yugi converted because his soul is more closely aligned with the waveforms of the dark magician
0: they're friends am
1: i misremembering they this they go way back they're friends that's it they're friends
0: <laughs> uh but now there's just two jinzos and it's rare that we see that i don't know i think yeah, it makes that I a good it. mechanic it was like oh you're destroying my trap cards well guess what i'm destroying your trap cards fuck you
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, fuck you buddy
0: mutually assured jinzo <laughs>
1: <laughs> two can play this game <laughs> Uh yeah, no, that was What's good. Your Mutually best? assured Jinzo, I think should we should write that down as a uh, as an episode title alternative. <laughs> uh my best was Yugi's not so subtle hinting. You know, when he's yeah. like, you know, Joey, uh not everything's about uh, <laughs> uh attack, attack points. holy points <laughs> oh, oh, wink, <laughs> wink, and nudge nudge. Attack points if you if you catch my drift, uh, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, uh, uh, uh Joseph. Wink, wink. It's like it's like playing bridge or something where you're like trying to tell your partner what you have in your hand without like actually saying anything. So you're like, oh, wow, the, uh, the weather sure was warm while I was walking to the club. Oh, wink, wink. You know, I am the king <laughs> of my castle.
0: <laughs> it's, I know this is a kid's show, but it's really like beating poor Joey over the head.
1: Yeah, I mean he was also doing that thing where he was like, uh Yugi, you know, uh uh hey bud, uh that trap, that's pretty op- that's pretty mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Hey. So it's it's a little bit of back and forth. That's
0: actually my worst. I know Oh really? Yeah, okay. I know Joey is the, the comic relief dumbass here, but he's also like number two in Duelist Kingdom. He's a very talented individual. Please let him do smart things. Like, he he would, especially with his best friend Yugi, he would know that Yugi was setting up a trap by making it obvious. But they didn't let him be smart.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think it was fine that he's still kind of a dumbass because he does that thing. I forget now if it was this episode or the last one where he attacks the face down card instead of attacking uh, a catapult turtle. I think it was last episode. We didn't talk about it, but he goes to attack the face down card and Yugi goes, no, Joey, wait, that's a risky move. And Joey says, risk is my middle name,
0: Joseph risk Wheeler.
1: And like most of his cards are luck based. Like he's just like throwing caution to the wind and like just his superpower is that he is lucky.
0: Yeah, I guess. But I feel like he would. Joey knows Yugi well enough that he know, he would he should know that Yugi is not dumb enough to just play so obvious a trap.
1: That's true. That's true. If nothing else, Joey is being else, a bad friend by not trusting yeah, Yugi.
0: Please let Joey be able to do good strategies without Yugi helping him out. Yeah. What was your worst?
1: I brought it up a little bit earlier. Was the animation really weird in this episode, or was it just my, like, strange viewing experience? I
0: think I know, picked up on that a little bit. I wouldn't say it's really weird, but it's definitely a slightly different style than we're used to.
1: And it, like, changed styles. Like, shot shot by shot, it was a different style, depending on, like, how far away you were from a person, or, like, what kind of action was happening in the shot, because there were some close-ups of Tristan where like his face didn't move, nothing was shaded, his his eyes look like they've been like copied pasted from some other document. And then there are other shots, like the like another angle of Tristan, where it's super smooth, like new school style anime, where he's like doing the slick like mouth movements as he makes a really like smarmy facial expression, and it's very detailed. And then that happens with all the characters. Like, there's a scene where Duke, his, his, he's in the, sh- the shot the whole time. He does not move.
0: I noticed that. Like,
1: his body, his eyes, everything is rigid as the other characters talk. But he takes up most of the frame, so it is very obvious.
0: It was weird, too, because there. I, now that you mention it, I do remember seeing some shots where the Big Five were talking, but... They were yeah. like, superimposed like, behind Tristan, but Tristan wasn't moving. He wasn't saying the words yeah, yeah. Coming out of
1: his mouth. It was like clip art of Tristan. Mm-hmm. Or then even with Yugi, all the shots of Yugi change style Like every time. They go from like, here's fan art drawn by a 13-year-old to here's something that we're going to see in the movie, right? Where it's like a very high quality. And it's just, it's so... I want to know what was happening with the animation team here because it seems like they had like twelve different people all working on this in separate rooms and they couldn't compare notes.
0: That would be interesting to figure out. That would be a, a good uh, investigative story, some kind of like retrospective on the conditions of this studio that was like making all these episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Yeah, what was this? What what what, what was this like? It
0: seems like there's a lot going on. Back there.
1: And it's like... You know, I I think I would have been fine if it was any of the art styles shown. Like, I I don't know that I was really, like, upset. I mean, obviously, the the shot where Duke didn't move for 12 seconds or whatever was weird. But, like, I wouldn't have minded. But the fact that it kept switching was really strange. It was like every time I looked back at the screen after taking a note, it was like watching a different cartoon.
0: Yeah, I... I'm sure you picked up on it more because you're watching it faster, but uh, it was
1: was I in, in <laughs> I was ingesting it at a higher speed, <laughs> at a higher rate, a higher rate of dueling. My my, my ohs per second was was uh, boosted.
0: One Yug per O. Oh. <laughs> uh
1: yeah. So I don't know. It was it was strange, and I'm curious to see if it happens in the next episode.
0: We'll find out when we get there.
1: With that, we come to the part of the episode where I invite my partner, Lauren, the High Commissioner Lauren, to join us in Hi. the studio. Hi. Oh, you're here. Hello.
2: I've been here the whole
1: time. Uh, <laughs> well While Lauren gets her notebook out, if you want to email us. <sighs> Phantom you can, uh, of the
0: Podcast Studio. <laughs> oh, it's true.
1: Uh, if you want to email us, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. We have an email from listener Simi that I'm going to paraphrase because as we've come to expect from the architect, the mayor of Simi City, Simi Simerson, uh, it's it's a lengthy one about our last task dungeon. Simi said, uh, "I just I was trying to reopen the email and I typed Simi into the into the Google, <laughs> it's Google. into the Google machine." Um, Simi was mentioning that we were a little off because Simmy had suggested uh, the last task dungeon task that we'd done, and we used the name but not the specifics. So there was there was it was based on the Grave Robber Yu-Gi-Oh card, and so uh, the architect, the mayor of Simmy City, provided an updated version of that task that I will forward to Lauren uh, so that we can use that in the future. Um, the, grave <laughs> the Robbing other thing- Two, Excellent. more
0: graves.
2: You know, I'm always up for some good grave robbing. Uh,
1: The the other thing, it's one of
2: my special interests. (laughs) It
1: it is actually, Uh, yeah. uh, Well, grave borrowing.
2: Uh, you could call it that. Sure. Well,
1: you're not going to put
0: the grave.
2: Well, I don't rob them. I don't rob them. Yeah. Well, sometimes you do put them back. Actually, I've helped with that as well. Um,
0: (laughs) Dig up some bones, dust them off, put them right back.
2: (laughs) Someone else. Someone else dug them up for
0: someone else to (laughs) dig up.
2: Someone else. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: it's Simmy did say that despite We're getting off topic. despite having a slightly off task compared to to what they'd recommended, uh, it was for a, a good laugh. It was used for a good laugh. So good well, I'm glad. good honest. And
2: I'm I will definitely do more grave robbing themed situations in the future.
1: Uh and then Simi also says first and <laughs> foremost, Tyler did nothing wrong in all caps. Whoa. So I am vindicated. Uh thank you, Simmy, for your email.
2: But you won that one, didn't you? I
1: did win that one. Yeah. And I did nothing wrong. <laughs> These well, two things can be true at the same time.
0: Simmy's special precious boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tyler is to Simmy as Beta the Magnet Warrior is to Jimmy. <laughs>
1: Whoa. Uh, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Special
2: precious Your boy. You're
0: Simmy's mascot.
1: <laughs> I don't mind that. Um, all right. So this week, we have invited my partner Lauren, the High Commissioner Lauren, in the studio to play a little game that I like to call You Activated My Podcast Season 3, Yu-Gi-Oh! Or not. Season 2, colon, Enter the Task Dungeon, a game in which Jimmy and I pick one monster each from our teams of monsters and make them compete in various tasks that the High Commissioner Lauren has laid out for us.
2: I wonder what our neighbors think this is. I... Have, well, I wonder if they can hear us and hear you doing that intro through the wall.
1: You know, I don't interact with our neighbors much. Me either, um, I'm pretty sure they think that we're just the loud Americans. And yeah,
2: well, we are that. You know,
1: they're... those
0: Americans always yelling about Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: <laughs> that is that is the American pastime. Uh, uh, I there was a time when I felt self conscious about it, but I feel like if it was really a problem, they would have said something by now. I don't know. They're British. That's they true. probably yeah. won't. Well, then you know what? I'm just going to let it ride. I'm just going to keep doing my thing. That's all I can do. <laughs> That's all I can do. Um, Jimmy, it is your turn to choose your monster first.
0: Hmm, Tyler, I was looking over my list of monsters here, and I think this week I'm going to go for just a real grim and gritty edgelord. I'm going to pick up Dark Paladin.
1: Ooh, Ooh, hell yeah. Dark Paladin. Dark Paladin really is a grim and gritty edgelord.
2: Dark Paladin's <laughs> awesome.
1: Dark, dark Paladin
0: is Dark Magician if he was in Dark Souls.
2: <laughs> yeah. Look at this edge wow. boy. Just triple dark there.
1: This is, yeah, this is uh, truly born of blood. Love it. Look um, okay. at this
0: fucking sword staff thing. It's got like three different sword sections, and one of them has a can opener.
1: <laughs> oh, it does. Well, you know, so that, that's how he can pop open a can of whoop ass. Yeah, it
2: does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh,
1: so, hmm. It's very okay. Good. The darker, uh-huh.
0: edgier. Dark magician. What
1: am, hmm.
2: you like like eighty three percent dark? Right, that's pretty dark.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty dark. He's
0: pretty freaking
1: dark. Vanda black magician.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Hmm. Okay. Do I want to go? Anything
2: over sixty percent dark magician is dark. <laughs> it's very dark. Uh, this um, is a chocolate joke. I.
1: I. Yeah. It took okay. me a second to figure that out, uh, <laughs> but I got there in the end. Um. I. Hmm. I can't decide whether or not I want to go like also gritty and dark because I kind of can. Man, I've left myself some just a weird bunch here. Fun uh, fact
0: about Dark Paladin: He is, according to the official rules, uh, he cannot be summoned by Anish Kapoor.
1: <laughs> is that a? <laughs> is that's that
0: a, my that's my extremely specific Vanta Black joke. I was and gonna, there's say. gonna be <laughs> like one art nerd who's gonna understand it.
1: Somebody <laughs> is <laughs> really enjoying that. That's very funny. Um, okay.
2: Sorry, did you see that uh, he made pinkest pink in a response? As oh a response? yeah.
1: There's a new pink.
2: It's the pinkest pink as I a response. I remember seeing to something Banta black.
0: about the pinkest pink.
1: Pink yeah. pink is the new black. Eh,
0: Let's
1: we'll eh. see. Uh Jimmy, I was trying to figure out how dark and edgy I want to go to match you and I have decided to go only kind of dark/edgy uh and I have selected Cyber Harpy as my monster du jour.
2: Whoa. Oh.
1: Uh, Cyber Harpy is a, a, a favorite of my Valentine, level four winged beast. beast. Um, she's pretty punk. She's wearing like uh, what looks like, um, it looks like something you'd see in an exercise video in the 90s. Like she's got like, yeah, I can you see know, it. like, like big old leg warmers, tights, and then like a, like a one piece bodice type thing but she has spikes uh on her shoulders and i thought for a second it looked like a spike coming out of her boob but i think that's just the other shoulder pad
0: yeah i think that's just coming off her armbands.
1: additionally i just now noticed this she doesn't have human hands she has like like bird wings that end in claws and one of those claws is what's holding the electric whip which is what i think really brings her into the gritty cyberpunk future it's pretty cool so, so i'm looking monster. at
0: our two cards side by side just comparing their aesthetics it's very mm-hmm. punk versus like industrial goth
1: yeah i i think i think <laughs> he this was is a definitely boy like... she was
0: a girl yeah <laughs>
1: I think Cyber Harpy is really playing into, like, my, my days as a wannabe scene kid.
0: And Dark Paladin is what, then?
1: Uh, you Just me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, mean, I think you need to get a hood and then get an even spikier hat to put inside your hood. T- that so would you be So you can match cool. Dark Paladin.
1: There you go. That's what I can get you for Christmas. That would be just a really good. spiky hat. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hi, Commissioner Lauren. Hi. What hi. is the task? Oh, I'm going to let you sip your coffee. Got to respect the coffee. The high coffee commissioner. Nope, that's nothing. <clears throat> uh, Hi, Commissioner. Hi. <laughs> what is the task that you've prepared for us this day?
2: So, this is another open-ended one. Ooh. Interpret that as you will.
1: Okay, all right.
2: But today I would like you... To get the big promotion. Oh. To get the you're big up, promotion. You're up for a big promotion. How do you succeed at it? How do you achieve?
1: Okay. Uh, Jimmy, you picked first, so it's my turn to go first, right? I believe so. Okay. So... I have been playing a lot of Hades recently, Uh, and Lauren, I know you have not played Hades. No, I haven't. It is a game where you play a character who is trying to fight his way out of the Greek underworld, and uh, in the process of that, one of the bosses that you have to fight on one of the levels are the uh, the Furies. Uh, So, so you there are three of them, and you date one of them, Uh, or you used to date one of them, and then you can romance that one. You get back together. Spoilers for Hades. Um, so that's that's Megara the Fury, um, and her job is to keep people from getting out of the underworld. So it becomes kind of an issue when you, her boyfriend, are trying to get out of the underworld. In this world that we're imagining, that Cyber Harpy is up for promotion. I am picturing sort of that scenario where Cyber Harpy's job is to keep people in Cyber Hell. <laughs> cyber harpy Ooh, what is cyber hell? cyber harpy is a mod on second life oh. the purest form of cyber hell <laughs> uh and and cyber harpy is pretty good at what she does cyber harpy uses her electric whip to uh physically repel people from one of the exits to uh the the layers which might let someone log out of second life um, she uses her, her mod powers to literally close windows so that you can't click the, uh, the settings option to leave the game. Uh, she prevents your saves from, from finishing correctly, that sort of thing and i think the thing is cyber Cyber harpy Harpy
0: just the screensaver bad dog from 1996
1: (laughs) yeah basically yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) exactly she's doing everything in her power to make sure that you have the the worst time possible in second life and she's (laughs) She's pretty good desktop
0: digging up your icons and throwing your garbage can around the the bottom of the screen
1: have you played have you played with desktop goose yet jimmy
0: desktop goose no
1: yeah, it was. It Is this pre- like
2: from Untitled Goose
1: Game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was in. I'm pretty sure that that itch bundle. I think it might even be free now. But after Untitled Goose Game came out, somebody made that app that you're describing. But it's the goose. And that's so amazing. Th- so the goose will like pop up on your computer and start like dragging windows around and like opening things and closing things. Oh, I randomly. want
2: that. That's cute.
1: Um, uh, that's I'll I'll send game. it to you, Lauren. I think it's I think it's for Windows only. Mm. Anyway, so that's Cyber Harpy's job, and she's been doing it for a while, and she's pretty good at it. And she's ready to ask for a raise. In fact, well, you said, I'm sorry. Did you say raise or promotion? Promotion. Promotion. She's up for the big promotion. And the big promotion is actually getting, like, admin abilities. So instead of being the person doing, like, uh, uh, sort of the brute force, like, I need to manually prevent everybody from logging out of Second Life, it's I'm now going to build the environments that will... Uh, prevent people from logging out of Second Life and, and be sort of a more of a managerial role. So here is what she does. She actually changes her tactic. And it's enough of a surprise maneuver that I think it'll work. What she does is she starts giving people in Second Life the things that they want from Second Life. Oh, you want me to build you that cool couch for your, for your dope pad? Cool, here you go. Boot mod power, I gave you a cool couch. Oh, you need a dog to be your companion? Cool, you have a familiar now. Oh, you need like whatever? And she starts doing fetch quests and favors for the people who are trying to escape from hell. So that they will stay there longer. And what this does is it skews her metrics such that it looks like she's been doing. I mean, she has been doing an amazing job is the thing. But all of a sudden, not only is she doing an amazing job at keeping people in hell, but people actually want to stay in hell because of the work that she's doing. And that is what gets her noticed and gets her through to that big promotion
2: wait is so is it actually second life or is it hell that's like second
1: life i'm picturing hell that's like second life it's not like it's not actually like you of course you can just leave your computer in real second life this is this is cyber world well who i don't know i'm i've been playing since 2006 let's see i actually don't know how how long second life's been around um But, so that's the thing, is she switches up her tactics from what was expected, and it's enough of a surprise that people actually start going with it and doing her this favor so that she can get the promotion that she needs. Potentially without even realizing it.
2: All right. Very well.
0: All
1: right. I pass the floor to you, Jimmy.
0: Tyler, what you may not understand about Dark Paladin is what his job actually is. He looks like he's some kind of high-powerful wizard. And he is. But his actual job is a lawyer. Because the law <laughs> is magic. Laws aren't real, Tyler. They are completely intangible. They only exist because people believe in them. And so that is why Dark Paladin is a junior assistant at his law firm. And he's trying to, to make his way up the ranks and become partner. Uh, he's, he's been here for quite a while. And you might... Be asking why would dark paladin be a lawyer well his special ability is when a spell card is activated as a quick effect you can discard one card negate the activation of that magic card and if you do destroy it and okay. in the legal world what is a spell it is a lawsuit by having dark paladin on your legal counsel you can simply Toss one of your lawsuits and completely destroy a countersuit.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Okay.
0: (laughs) This is invaluable. You can simply dismiss anything you don't want. You can simply bring some completely non-important business to uh, a courtroom on your own side. Just sacrifice it. And then anything that your opponents try to use against you is simply nullified. It no longer works because the law is magic. And so Dark Paladin here on the legal team, this this effect of his is insanely invaluable. And I think that would be enough to get him enough to be a a full partner in his law firm, Johnson and Dark Paladin. (laughs)
1: All right, okay.
0: He made it. He's making the big bucks now. Good job, Dark Paladin.
1: <laughs> Dark Paladin, attorney at law.
0: <laughs> I want to watch this Ace Attorney crossover.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, me too. Absolutely.
2: Tyler, any rebuttal?
1: Uh, I mean, I have I have one. So you bring up that this is Dark Paladin's special ability, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is like. That's always been Dark Paladin's special ability, right? Like yes. he came into the firm with this ability. If he's been demonstrating this ability the whole time he's been there, I don't know that that's going to put him up for a up for a, a promotion because there's no growth, you know. There's no there's no uh, uh, hunger there in Dark Paladin's eyes. Like they oh, hire. Oh, there's, is hunger. <laughs> there's hunger. There's <laughs> hunger. There's there's some. Tyler. There's a void. Do you have any
0: idea how much the rival firms would pay to have Dark Paladin on their side? See,
1: this is this is what I'm this is what I'm trying to I'm trying to get out of you, Jimmy. Is he comes into this firm, he gets hired as a as a junior, whatever, with this supposedly amazing ability. What is he doing that actually gets the promotion? Is he just doing the same thing that he's always been doing? Because that's not very like that's not promotion material.
0: He has to prove himself over and over. Starts no one just hired. They don't know. When they hire him, just how magical he is—he has to prove that in court. Well, that's
1: his—that's his fault for not putting that shit on his CV.
0: <laughs>
1: that's what a cover letter is for, my friend.
0: You can write anything you want in your cover letter, but when it co- when push comes to shove, you have to back up your words with actions.
1: And his I don't know action the, is I don't to put anything you spell want card. in a cover letter. <laughs> I think he, I think need to put.
0: You could. <laughs> it would get you in a hell of a lot of trouble.
1: <laughs> ah yes, I I. Uh... <laughs> great leadership skills like when i took the ring to mordor <laughs> it showed a lot of initiative uh okay all right well you know what i i'm gonna i'm gonna leave my rebuttal as is i don't think dark paladin is showing a lot of growth but i will leave the ultimate decision up to the high commissioner unless jimmy you have a rebuttal for cyber harpy
0: uh i will just say that he is actually a fusion summon so when he was originally hired, he was actually just Dark Magician and his law partner, Buster Blader. They had to combine (laughs) themselves to form Dark Paladin. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) To get Uh. the promotion, sometimes you just have to fuse yourself with another person.
1: (laughs) You know, that would save the company a lot of money because that's one less person to pay.
0: Yep.
2: At least in, in benefits and vacation
1: time. Right. You just leave the salary the same. That's only one person.
2: Well no, he's getting a promotion.
1: That's, yeah. Is he?
0: That's why he wants that promotion. I don't know. Let's let's go to the High Commissioner and find out.
1: Hi Commissioner Lauren. Hi. <laughs> you have heard our pitches. <laughs> the task dungeon. It is now time that you make a verdict.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, Tyler. I have to give it to Dark Paladin. Uh...
1: <laughs>
0: that is Dark Paladin Attorney at law.
2: Sorry, Dark Paladin Attorney at Law Esquire. Uh, yeah, partly because job, I want to read this fantasy series where lawyers are magicians and that does laws sound like the premise. That's fair. Of an that's
1: a, anime. Pretty fun, that's a pretty fun. That's a pretty fun twist. No, yeah, I, I like that. That's I'll, one of
0: those. That's one of those anime titles that's like super long, and it would be called something like "My Lawyer is the Dark Paladin from Yu-Gi-Oh."
1: <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a chuck tingle novel
2: oh god um, and, and, really and, what i want to
0: see is just like a bunch of people in a normal law office and then there's this guy with his huge spiky armor yes well around. that's what
2: i was gonna say if you don't know when i say goth to boss if you don't know what i'm referring to google it because it's one of my favorite things that exists anyway it's noel fielding from the it crowd who is a goth to begin with and then he he goes to this seminar on business and becomes a boss. So he does this whole like he starts becoming like a public speaker on how to go from goth to boss, and it's wonderful.
1: Uh,
2: and that that's what Dark Paladin reminded me of. As soon as you chose him, I was like, Oh, I hope I hope this goes goth to boss territory.
1: <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, I would still like to have Cyber Harpy as the moderator of my digital hell
2: <laughs> that would be pretty good
1: that would be pretty i would good. prefer if anyone... to
0: simply not be in digital hell
1: <laughs> <laughs> i think isn't that
2: what 2020 is <laughs>
1: i think in a way Damn. this means that that listener dab is cyber harpy as the moderator of our digital hell uh heart of the dot cards slash discord uh if you want to join our discord that's the url this brings us now to the end of the show. We will thank the High Commissioner once more. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank, and
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out, again, you can email us at youactivatedmypodcast at gmail.com. Our website is heartofthe.cards. Our Twitter and Instagram, when we post there, is yampod, Y-A-M-P-O-D, and our Discord is heartofthe.cards slash discord, and there's links to all that stuff in all those places. Um, next week, uh, we'll be back with merger, the big five part three. three, three, and until next time,
0: let's waste these five suits.